Let's take our Bibles, if you've got one with you, Matthew chapter 18. I'd like to begin reading a little bit before verse 21. So verse, 18, verse 15, Matthew 18, verse 15, page 1133. This is on the topic of the Lord's Prayer. Um, that's why I've chosen this passage to read. It's about forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. So you'll hear about forgiveness and release. Matthew 18, verse 15, Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth, there's that word, loose is release or free or forgive. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm there in the midst of them. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to seventy times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. When he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him all that debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved, and they came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant! I forgave you all that debt because you begged me? Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry, delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So, my heavenly Father also will do to you if each of you, he will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. That's the reading from the scriptures. Let's also read from the confessions a moment here. Lord's Day 51 of the Heidelberg Catechism. So the back of the songbook, Lord's Day 51 is page 563. 
What is the fifth petition? Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. That is, for the sake of Christ's blood, do not impute to us, wretched sinners, any of our transgressions, nor the evil which still clings to us. As we also find this evidence of your grace in us, that we are fully determined wholeheartedly to forgive our neighbor. That's our reading from the confession. After the sermon, we're going to sing Psalm 130, verses 2 and 4. Congregation loved by Jesus Christ our Lord, do you pray for forgiveness too much, too often, or not often enough? Maybe you think the question's wrong. Do you pray for forgiveness too often or not often enough? It's possible. I've uh, encountered some Christians that really have had to highlight this. Maybe, maybe they went overboard once in a while, but it's possible that you're praying for forgiveness too often. Maybe that's the only part of the Lord's Prayer you remember is forgive us our debts. And maybe every prayer, uh, you, you might not be praying every prayer about hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, but probably every one of your prayers will have something about forgiveness of sins. And maybe you see yourself constantly as, I'm a sinner. Maybe that dominates your thinking. And so, there's been a few Christians that say, maybe you're doing that too much. I mean, if you read the Bible and the number of prayers in the Bible, are they all about for asking for forgiveness? And what about you as a Reformed believer? You are justified by faith. I hear you say that. You're justified by grace. You are justified. That means you're, you're counted right. By God, there's this heavenly verdict that because you believe in Jesus Christ, you are right before God, as in you are perfect before God, as in you have done nothing wrong, you will never do anything wrong, you could never do any better, you could never do any worse, because before God, you are a son or a daughter, perfectly pleasing to Him. You are counted right. It's good to remember that. It's good to remember something about that. That you are righteous. And all your sins in the past, all your sins presently, and all your sins in the future have been cleared. And you are righteous before God because of Christ's blood. Because of His righteousness in your place. So I start that question with, do you pray for forgiveness too often? Are you forgetting it's possible that your life could be taken away from you before you've had one last chance to pray. What if that happens? Let's say your life was taken away and you were not praying at the time and you were not praying, Lord, forgive me my sins. Do those last minutes of unforgiven sins keep you from being righteous? No. You know that your standing before God is an absolute grace of His. 
In fact, isn't that the reminder in your own baptism that God has counted you as his child? He says, you are mine. I wash you. I promise to wash you. I will do this again and again. But you are counted as washed in Christ Jesus because you believe in my son. Maybe you don't pray for forgiveness enough, often enough. Maybe you just don't pray and then you you don't think about the fact that you have offended God. This, This is a real problem for many. That you have offended God by your sins. Maybe you don't pray, Lord forgive me. You don't realize you're in a relationship, a living relationship with your Savior. That there's this language in the scriptures, you know this language about breaking covenant and keeping covenant. There are things you shouldn't have said, shouldn't have messaged. There are things you shouldn't have thought or watched or heard. And then there are things that you should have done and you didn't do. There's a lot of good that we could have done and we didn't do. What about that? Prayers we could have prayed and we didn't pray. Lord, I want you to forgive my sins. Maybe you need to pray for forgiveness more frequently. To realize what it is that your sins do against God. They contaminate, they ruin, they pollute a relationship with God. And you actually get a real sense of this. There's a distance from God because of our sins. So we're told, it's amazing that Jesus Christ comes to earth to teach us to pray. It's one of those things we don't have by nature. We don't know how to do this. And Jesus Christ walks us through the Lord's Prayer. And then he tells us, pray, forgive us our debts. That's the first part I'm focusing on is the first part of the prayer. Forgive us our debts. And Jesus Christ is using language that that you can compare with money. That's one kind of debt. And if you know what it's like to owe somebody money... Not just banks, but a person. If you know what it's like to owe a person money, or somebody owes you money, you know that kind of ruins the relationship. If I owe one of you money, the next time I see you by the doors of the church, I'm like, I owe you money. Maybe I'll slip somewhere where you don't see me. And if you owed me something, you probably don't want to see me. It ruins, in practical sense, debt ruins relationships all the time. We need wisdom, especially when you have parents and children and and family members. You can borrow, you can loan, you can get this help, but it really is not good for a relationship. Just give the money. Isn't that one of the, the principles in the scriptures? Just give it away. Don't let it ruin relationships. Anyway, there's the language Jesus uses, forgive us our debts. And we get that picture with money, and that's why I read from Matthew 18, because it's really clear from Matthew 18 that you can picture what it's like to owe somebody. We owe a great king. There's that parable in Matthew 18. You owe a great king debt. You know what it's like to get a huge burden? A 
debt is a hole you're, you're in that you can never get out of. Debt only builds. It doesn't just clear itself. A mortgage. You know that French word, mortgage? From two words in French. Mort, gage, death, drip. The only way out of a mortgage is by dying, really. And that's the language as we come to Matthew 18 about forgiveness. We sin. We need to ask for forgiveness. It doesn't just disappear by itself. God does not forget sin. Forgiveness is not the same as forgetting. Forgiveness is not asking God, hey, don't make it a big deal. I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. Forgiveness is is not asking God to, to forget because He doesn't forget. And this is why we need to hear that parable because God, you're asking God to do the impossible. Removing debt. And this is our prayer. Forgive us our debts. Do what that rich king in the parable did for his servant. He forgave a servant the debt of 10,000 talents. I'm sure you've heard this before or you've seen it in the footnote. No one can forget 10,000 talents. Even the greatest king who knows the value of money, he knows where he's going to give it to you. The next time Elon Musk has a billion dollars missing, I'm sure he knows where it went. You don't forget where you put a billion dollars. And this is impossible. You realize that God would forget. We're starting to realize what that means nowadays because we're living in an age where forgetting can't happen. Computer age. The internet and computers. How things in the past are now always remembered. I was in the States at the time where there's confirmation hearings for the Supreme Court justices. Anyone running for politics today? They can dig into your past because computers don't forget. And anything that will be remembered to be held up against you will be held against you. From the world's perspective, forgiveness is actually wrong. Do you you realize that? We're living in a world, and the world thinks that forgiveness is wrong. Do you know why it's wrong? Because if there is no eternal justice, if there's no reckoning, if there's no judgment day, if there is no God, then forgiveness is absolutely wrong, according to the world. I must, and you must, Have revenge. You must repay. You must bring justice. And and you have, you see these activists, you see minority groups, and they're fomenting with rage, and it's, it's on purpose. Because whatever wrong was wronged must be paid for. No forgiveness. All the rage must be unleashed today. Um, in our world of unbelievers. So, 
God can't forget. That's not what forgiveness is. The greatest computers don't even come close to God. But God will never forget. Things that you've done wrong. Things that you have not done that you ought to have. You need something better than forgetting. And the only hope for everyone is forgiveness. Ask God this and pray this prayer as Jesus teaches. Forgive us our debts. And this is what we mean. Lord, forgive my sins. It's associated with me. It's my sin. Forgive me, Lord. Relabel it. Cut it. Sever it from me, my sins. Attach it to someone else. Attach what I have done. Attach who I have been. Bring it on someone else. So it is someone else's sin. It's someone else's shame. Make them the sins of Jesus. That's what you're praying. Lord, forgive us our debts. Make these sins that I do, make them His sins. Because that is the reason for the cross. Jesus Christ is teaching us to pray this prayer because He is on His way to the cross. In the three years of His ministry with His disciples, He's saying, pray this, I'm headed to the cross so that your sins are now on me and that I will carry out the punishment. I will carry the punishment that you deserve. Christ's blood was shed for your sins. It's not forgetting. I hope you see that. All throughout the Bible, you'll have words. You'll hear, cover. God covers your sins. You'll hear, atonement. You'll hear, washing. Smearing of blood. Attaching... Covering you with blood. Washing you with blood. Forgiveness is being released from an old sin. And now you see it's already had death attached. Death has touched it. That's why there's blood. And you are now freed from it. Released. That's the key word. Matthew 18. The great king there released his servant from a debt of 10,000 talents. That's no longer your debt. It's now mine. I carry it. That's the king in Matthew 18. Released is the word where there's no more chains, no more leg irons, no bars and gates. You're out of prison. You can go now. Released is the word mentioned earlier in Matthew 18. Remember how if someone sins against you, you go tell it to the church? And then Christ has been, he's given the church the power to bind and loose. Interesting terminology. Jesus says, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And that's a powerful message because it is not just between you and God. The Lord God uses his church to signal to you what goes on in heaven. Even to initiate what goes on in heaven. Yeah, you might know. 
Many of us have heard of churches and maybe even been members of churches where this is used improperly, where the sinner is not forgiven and those who are righteous are somehow acquitted. Those unrighteous would be acquitted somehow. Yet Christ's church is authorized. Authorized to say whether your sins are still pinning you down and ought to pin you down and strangle you. Or the church is, is at times telling you your sins are loosened. Why are they freed from you? And why are you freed from your sins? It's because you've turned to Jesus Christ. And so Christ sends messengers. Your elders even. They come to you. Your pastor. And he preaches And you hear this message that your sins are no longer with you. They've been released from you. Because why? They've been attached to Christ. And His blood has washed your sins from you. So you hear this as already in Matthew 18. That heaven and earth are connected on this. On the subject of sin and forgiveness. Forgiveness is being loosed. And it's, Jesus says, pray for this. When you pray, say these words. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Do you pray it often enough? Do you realize you are in a relationship with God Himself? This committed relationship of love, covenant. Your toxic words and and careless thoughts, they could be ruining the relationship you have with God. And you should have a sense of that when you live in sin. When you care nothing about doing good, you should know that God is far from you. But the point is, ask God to remove this debt. Come to God in prayer. Forgive Me, my debts, forgive us our debts. Lord, don't just tolerate me. Forgive. I want to know that I'm released and freed. I want to know that you love me again. I want you to see me as a child that you are delighted in. Congregation, pray that the Lord would forgive your debts. Pray it as often as you eat. Or drink. And you're asking the Lord for your daily bread. Pray it as often as you're praying for His kingdom to come. His will to be done. Now, our second point. Because there's more to this. The Lord Jesus adds, Forgive us our debts as, as we have forgiven our debtors. And it's interesting because this might just sound like a negotiation or some bartering. Notice me, God, how good I've been. I've been forgiving other people. Maybe that's what it sounds like to you. It's better to think of this as Jesus saying, I want you to know what you're asking for. When you pray for forgiveness, do you know what you're asking for? I think of some applications that I've sent out. For example, I've asked for a green card or permanent residency in another country, and it costs a great deal. 
You send a couple thousand dollars with each application. And it shows you are invested in this. You're not buying anything. You're not trading anything. It shows that you care about this and that it's important to you and that you get some idea of what you're doing. It's not manipulation or control. You're not saying, Lord, look how forgiving I am, but you're saying, Lord, forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Here's a token in my life. Look at the way I'm struggling to forgive someone. It's not so easy, so Lord, I'm asking you to forgive my sins in Christ, knowing that it's not something that Christ went through easily. The truth is there are people who've insulted you, neglected you, hurt you, and you could be letting it fester and bother you, right? Even church people you, you have this with. And you could begin to get angry or, or you're working on this called forgiveness. What does it mean to remove someone else's debt? Are you going to release anybody? Loose them? Are you beginning to forgive? You realize that this is a process, right? You don't just one day decide, okay, I will forgive somebody. Maybe, maybe you could do that, but it's probably not such a heavy weight that you can just forgive somebody for the hurt that they've done. But if you struggle with forgiving somebody, it's probably because it goes deep and it costs a bit. Forgiveness is really a commitment to see someone differently. Forgiveness is really a commitment to no longer see someone through a certain lens or a filter of what they have done or not done. Forgiveness is putting on a new set of glasses every time you see somebody. I will be gracious to that person. And it's a process. And you must begin. Otherwise, don't bother praying, forgive us our debts. Matthew 18, the parable of that unforgiving servant. Jesus is teaching us to forgive someone. That is essential. If you're not beginning, don't ask God to forgive you. There's this moment when that servant who was forgiven, he was forgiven like a billion dollars. If you count out what 10,000 talents would be, and that servant then meets one of his own. Someone who owes him a hundred denarii, which is actually, you know, like 20 grand or something. And he goes at that person's throat. Throws him in prison for that 20 grand. That parable is giving you some sense that God, as you hear that parable wrap up, Jesus shows you something like God canceled that billion dollar debt and you did nothing with that news. I will reinstate it. I will throw you in prison forever. There's that sense that a man who does not really know what forgiveness means will not forgive other people. 
does not know what God forgives him of. And so he forgives no one else. There's no sign of being changed. And so forgive us our debts, Lord. That's what Jesus is teaching us to pray. Lord, forgive us our debts as I'm beginning to understand what it's like for you to forgive. Why you sent Jesus Christ. Why he had to go to the cross. I'm starting to realize I had this huge, impossible debt. And you couldn't just forget it. There are people that have hurt me, and I can't just forget it. But I'm beginning to, Lord, by your grace, because of what you have done for me first. The Lord Jesus Christ wants us to pray this prayer. You need forgiveness. I need forgiveness. It ruins our relationship with God. But do you pray this too much? Is it the only prayer that you have? And do you forget who you are justified in Christ? Or do you pray this too little? You don't realize day to day, Lord, I'm coming to you, not just for my food. I need my daily food, but Lord, I'm also looking for daily grace. I want to hear you say, I'm forgiven. Congregation, let's pray this. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. We're only learning what this means. But how awesome is God's mercy Amen.